1: You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. In this episode, I sat down with my friend Molly in order to have a cup of tea and a bit of a chat, just a bit of a chat, in order to find out some stuff about her. Um, So I asked her questions about, you know, her, her background... Uh, what she's doing, what she's doing with her life, what she's going to do in the future, all that kind of thing, and uh, you can listen and find out uh, all about it in this episode. Uh, Molly is 24 years old, she's studied uh, journalism at university, and she's just spent some time living in France, just sort of like trying to work out what to do with herself. Um, she's a very bright person, very intelligent, she's a very good writer, Um, I expect nothing but the best from her in the future, Um, so you're getting a kind of glimpse of uh, Molly now, and who knows, one day she might become uh, an amazing journalist or writer or comedian or something. So um, that's what you can hear in this episode. After I interviewed Molly, she, as a journalist, decided that uh, she wanted to interview me too. So you're getting kind of my interview with Molly first, and then after that, she starts asking me questions. Uh, That's what you're going to get in this episode, okay? There is a part two to this, and uh, in part two, you'll hear um, me giving molly a quiz a quiz about britain and molly also gives me a quiz about the usa so britain and america quizzes will be in part two uh but for now in this part you can just listen to my conversation with my friend molly and here it is now so with me here in the apartment is my friend molly hello molly how are you
0: hello luke i'm great
1: Good. Are you enjoying the tea that I've provided yes, for you? Yes,
0: it's very delicious and
1: Japanese. Yeah. This, we're drinking genmai cha, which is a form of Japanese green tea. Uh, have you had genmai cha before?
0: I've heard gangnam style. Is that...
1: Gangnam style. Is that similar? I, I don't think uh, they've started doing tea. Oh, okay. um, they could do. Gangnam cha. Could be, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. a possibility. Gangnam style is uh, Korean, I, I believe um we all know gangnam style don't we ladies and gentlemen k-pop Opa gangnam style i don't know what oh it's like
0: really embarrassing
1: how much i love k-pop really yeah how much do you love k-pop too much well like uh it's it's become a dangerous addiction
0: yeah like i can't i get itchy if i don't listen to it
1: Really? After a while, yeah. When was the last time you listened to some K-pop? I'm listening to it right now in my head. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's just the, the general sound inside your yep, brain. Yep, just on loop. Who is it? Which artist do you have playing in your oh, head? Oh, there
0: are plenty. There's a boy band called Big Bang. They're uh, great.
1: Okay. We're talking, ladies and gentlemen, about Korean pop music, uh, which is now f- pretty famous thanks to... Um, what's his name? Psy? Psy, who came out with that smash hit song, which is now... Very unfashionable yes. to talk about. It's
0: very gauche.
1: Um, we, you know, no one's talking about uh, Gangnam Style anymore. But we are. But we are because this is Luke's English <laughs> Podcast and we <laughs> laugh in the face of trend trendiness because we're all about just taking a step back from events and waiting to see what happens and then commenting on them later. I didn't feel it was necessary to do a whole thing on gang. Hey, uh, everyone's talking about gangnam style, so I'm going to do it too. That's not how we operate at Luke's English Podcast. Instead, we, we just wait with patience. We're to the other end of the bell curve. Exactly. Once the interest has tapered off from a phenomenon. That's when we deal with it here on Luke's <laughs> podcast. So uh, we're talking about Korean pop, for example, Gangnam Style by Psy. And you're a big fan. You're genuinely a big fan of K-pop. I do love K-pop. Okay.
0: And I can't, I don't know if it's ironically or seriously, but it's a love.
1: I think if you listen to it regularly, that can't be ironic because you can't just be ironic on your own.
0: <laughs> well, I'd like to tell myself it's ironic Because I can't be like, hey, friends Like trying to bump some K-pop
1: Like, okay. no, Molly, we're at a funeral Well, you know, there, there must be some quality to to the K-pop That yeah. you're listening to
0: Oh, it's like very overproduced and poppy and really fun
1: Lots of big electronic sounds Yeah,
0: lots of like Listerine-colored hair
1: Yeah It's good Listerine-colored hair Yes That's kind of Listerine What's Listerine? Just for the listeners <laughs> Sometimes I might do this, Molly I for might our stop Our
0: Listerines? Uh
1: i don't didn't get that joke okay. that was a joke that molly tried to make <laughs> it it didn't work
0: uh listerine is a mouthwash
1: okay and it's typically what color
0: green or blue or easter colors
1: okay easter colors yes is that a, a genre of color yeah. easter color
0: like pastel colors okay
1: all right green or blue so uh, p- uh, k-pop pop stars tend to have listerine colored hair yes of bright blue, bright bright green, yes. and stuff like that.
0: Pleasure to look at.
1: If you're in Korea, ladies and gentlemen, and you're listening to this, hello, uh, yeah,
0: hello. I don't know how to say hello in Korean.
1: Uh, I don't know how to say hello in Korean either. Damn it! That's terrible. Uh, I'm really sorry to those of you who are listening in Korea. I
0: don't know how to say sorry in Korean either.
1: I don't know how to say <laughs> sorry. Stop digging. Yeah. Well, I'm d- I like to do this in on Luke's English <laughs> podcast. I dig myself into a hole, and then. Uh, dig myself out and the result hopefully is engaging uh listening okay so you're a fan of well, all we know about you now molly <laughs> is that you're on the podcast you've been drinking my japanese genmai cha tea and you are a fan of k-pop artists such as Psy and other people with listerine colored hair
0: that's pretty much it okay that's what's going to be written on my tombstone
1: okay that that's that, all molly martinez Here's here she lies here lies Molly martinez uh k-pop fan so right, Genmai Cha, just to clear up that point, yes, is a type of Japanese green tea, which it has green tea in it and also bits of roasted uh, rice, huh. giving it a sort of rounded roasted it's, flavor. I did
0: taste a, a roasted rice taste. Mm.
1: Well, good. That's yeah, that. That's that you should have. You should have tasted
0: to them. Be like you have a good product. Yeah. With a good description.
1: Okay. It does what it says on the tin. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do you right. know
0: the? You know, Colt Forty Five.
1: No. Oh, are they a band?
0: No, it's a malt liquor.
1: Okay. It's I- like
0: the, the malt liquor for homeless people. The tagline for Colt Forty Five is Colt Forty Five. It works every time. Like that's so genius. <laughs> like, don't worry, guys. It's gonna work. How you think it's gonna work?
1: It will get you drunk. <laughs> yes, every time. Yeah, I love. it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Every time Yeah Is there ever a Is there any any alcohol That doesn't get you drunk Sometimes
0: A non-alcoholic beer Right My friends found a keg Of non-alcoholic beer One time And drank the entire thing Before they realized It was non-alcoholic
1: Oh my god Well they they got Sort of six bottles in And they were like This isn't doing anything to me
0: (laughs) I'm not any sluttier
1: Okay. So, Molly, tell me, um, your, your name is Molly Martinez. Yes. Right now. Okay. Basics. For the basics. Where are you from?
0: I'm from Washington, D.C.
1: Okay. Which is in America. It's the capital of America. It is, isn't it? Yes. What's it like in Washington, D.C.? Uh,
0: Washington is sort of a weird dynamic for a city because its main export is power. <laughs> so, you have a lot of people that... Uh, there's a big it's very disparaging between the people on top and the people that are you know low level grant writers so you have a lot of intern culture and a lot of young people that are sort of just scraping by and then you have like very very wealthy people
1: okay so the the very very wealthy people are the sort of civil servants or people who work for the government in some way capitol hill isn't it that's the area where all the the um state representatives live and stuff yes Um, have you been watching that, that TV show house of cards, house of cards? Every
0: time I'm homesick, I just watch the opening credits, like the B roll. I feel like I'm home.
1: So I don't know if my listeners are aware of this TV show. Some of you probably will be. It's a Netflix show starring Kevin Spacey. It's called house of cards and it's all about politics in Washington, DC.
0: It was originally British though, wasn't
1: it? The, the, the first series of that or the first version of that was a British show called house of cards. Um, It was on TV during the 90s. Brilliant show. Really, really good. And all about, you know, you get like, um, you get an idea of what life is like in politics in Westminster. And it's, you know, lots of politicians stabbing each other in the back, you know, not literally, just sort of, you know, metaphorically, as it were. Same thing in in House of Cards, the American version. Yeah, Um,
0: it's Bo Wilmot's the writer, I think, or the adapter. uh Super well written.
1: Yeah brilliant show if you if you don't know this show folks have a look try and find it on the internet house of cards that gives you an idea of what life is like in washington dc
0: yes (laughs) absolutely okay we're all gunning for the top
1: but some people okay so you're saying that some people in dc live very good lives they've got expensive houses because they work in government and things like that Mm -hmm. and then there's a lot of other people who are really just trying to get by trying to make ends meet yeah okay sort of bit of a disparity between the two. Okay, so um, you're now here in Paris, but soon you're going to be moving back to the States, but not, okay, it's complicated. First of all, tell me, what are you doing here in Paris? I Why why are you in my apartment? (laughs) I woke up here, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Last night was weird. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I moved to Paris to become an English teacher. Okay. Which I worked in an elementary school which was very adorable. Really? Yeah, the kids were super cute. They're really bad at English, which I'm now realizing is my fault. <laughs> but it's okay. They were really cute in French. Um, and then, yeah, I studied abroad here two years ago and loved it and loved my life here and wanted to come back. And after I graduated college, I didn't really have a plan. Mm-hmm. So this seemed like a very good lateral step to take. Okay,
1: yeah, fine. So a lot of... I think my listeners now realize that a lot of my friends uh, here in, in France are either stand-up comedians or English teachers or probably both. So um, It's a pretty easy Venn diagram to fall in the middle of. It is. I mean, you know, if you're living in a foreign country and you're a native English speaker, you're probably going to do some English teaching at some point. Um, but not many people do the comedy thing. Right. So you decided to become an English teacher. You've been here how long?
0: This is my second year here, okay. but non-consecutive.
1: Non-consecutive, so you came here for a year, you went back, and you came back again for another year. Yes. Um, Okay, and how's life in France? Oh, it's amazing. Really?
0: Yeah, the culture in France is so much different than the States, because here we have the idea of like profit, like profit, profit, yeah, which it means like to take advantage of, but in English, it's literally to turn a profit. So like, what am I taking from you to gain for myself? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's usually like a monetary thing. but
1: Okay, so the English sort of version of that is to, yeah, to make profit in a business sense. Yeah. Like I'm going to sell you something for a little bit more than it's worth. Yes. And I'm going to get some money from it. So it's almost like a selfish entrepreneurial yes. thing. But it's, a very, in,
0: it's a very avaricious term.
1: Okay. But in, um, in, in France, in it's French.
0: just to enjoy. Just enjoy.
1: Yeah, because people say bien Profite? yeah Yeah.
0: like the oh it's sunny go profite like go enjoy it
1: profit from the sunshine profit from something so basically it's what you're saying is that they use the expression as a way of talking about how you should just go and, and live the good life and enjoy whatever is going on at the time yeah so you find that life in france is um more pleasant than life in dc um paris really not paris France.
0: yeah the, yeah the whole i mean it's it's lovely living here being surrounded by people that you know in french the term is la tête, which is like mean? don't worry about it like don't it's fine it'll work out like just don't stress about something right now because uh-huh. it'll work out and like in the states i feel like we're so i don't even know we're just so concerned about right here right now what am i going to do how am i going to be better i'm there's a competition like i can't take off vacation because like then i'll you know people will judge me and here it's just like no like why would we go to work before uh, noon (laughs) that is dumb i want to sleep
1: i get the feeling here and it frustrates me But for you you're enjoying it yeah for me i get a bit frustrated with the sort of um the attitude of well, I was talking to someone, a French friend, just at the weekend, you know Urban? Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about, he was, he was being funny, very, he was being very funny about it, but he was saying that uh, the great thing about being French um, is that uh, everyone does a, a bad job. <laughs> and if everyone agrees that we all just sort of, you know, don't work too hard and don't try too hard, if we all agree, then, then that's great, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, because everyone does a bad job. And they don't try very hard. That means I have no obligation to, to yeah. do a good job uh, myself so I can relax. So it's everyone, amazing. Everyone can relax. It's like this shared understanding. It's like, look, let's just not work too hard. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. We'll just, you know. I, f- I personally get frustrated by that because I come from a situation in which I I value sort of professionalism and working hard. And, you yeah. know, I want to achieve things. Yeah.
0: But there's less incentive here to to work hard. I mean, I know, like, food services, like, in America, you tip. And, like, your service is based off someone wanting a tip. But here that doesn't exist. So you can sit down and they'll forget about you for, like, five hours. Yeah. You're like, um, hello? They're like, yeah, whatever. Like, we're profiting somewhere else.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you always get the feeling that uh, sometimes you're going to be a victim of this attitude. Yeah. Like, you know, if you have to queue up for, for something, then, you know... No one's really, no one cares. Like the standard I feel like a
0: lot of your stress is cue related.
1: Yes. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've remarked that about you. <laughs> like you like wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night because like you had a dream you're at the end of the line and like somebody wasn't in line.
1: No, it's, yeah, it's okay. I do have some queuing stress. <laughs> Can I tell you a little story about what happened to me earlier on? Yeah. I was queuing up outside a place. I was queuing up inside the, what do you call it? Alliance Francaise, okay, yes. listeners. The Alliance Francaise is like an institution which provides English, uh, no, it provides French lessons for people like me, okay? So, yes, I've taken the step, I've gone to Alliance Francaise, and I'm booking myself in to. uh, a French course, not English. I can speak (laughs) English already.
0: I'm going to ace this course. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just wanted to feel good good about myself.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going for a French course and I'll tell you more about that later. But um, I was queuing up to basically pay for my course and there was a queue and most of the people in the queue were not French, but you could spot the French person in the queue a mile away, and she was standing next (laughs) to me. Because they were standing a mile away. Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) She almost literally was standing a mile away from the queue. I've talked about this before, and I think everyone's picking up on the fact that it does cause me some stress, but I'm also trying to find the comedy in it, too. Um, But she was standing next to me, and everyone else was standing in a line, you know, like a neat line. When you're in a queue, you automatically stand directly behind the person... In front of you, this is cue etiquette. Yeah, and you try and form a line, and you fit in. And if there's a spe- a vacant space, you move into it, and you try to to follow the general line of the queue. This girl was okay. It's hard to explain, but the queue was was bending round. Um, it sounds like you're describing a car accident.
0: Well it this felt really like a,
1: it felt like a car accident to me. <laughs> um, she was okay basically she was standing in front of the queue but she, in front of me in the queue but she wasn't facing the same way as everyone else. Instead she was leaning on the wall facing me. So she was facing about 170 degrees in the wrong direction. Maybe she was just trying to holler. You think what do you mean? Like, you know. Like
0: Mademoiselle. Maybe she's she, she she trying to hit on you.
1: She, you think so? Maybe. But she was like that before I arrived. Maybe she's waiting for you. Maybe. But I was thinking, look, love, um, you Hello, know, love. I, I appreciate, uh, yeah, shall I do it in a Cockney voice? Yeah. I appreciate, all right, darling, now listen, right, <laughs> this is what I should have said to her, now listen, love, Right. I appreciate the fact that you are uh, breaking up, breaking the rules of this queue, maybe because you would like to give me a bit of personal attention, I appreciate that, <laughs> I do, but. I'm getting married next year and I'm not looking for anything. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not interested. I'm not looking
0: for a QT. I
1: came here. I didn't come here to pick up some French bird, right? I came down here to sign up for some French classes because I felt obliged to do it. Not because I'm particularly motivated by a love for the language of fr- French. But anyway... Um, and um, I didn't say that. I should have done, maybe, <laughs> just to see what would happen. She probably would have gone, uh, and uh, then that would would have been the end of it. Anyway, we're not here to talk about my queuing. These are Q-tips. D- Q-tips, exactly. I could do a whole episode about queuing. This is, always happens in, in the podcast. I always get to a point where I'm like, <laughs> oh, the cue shit, hole. no, I've got to stop talking about that because otherwise it'll dominate the entire episode. Right, so... um uh now martinez that's uh that's not uh that's that's a spanish name isn't it that's a mexican name that's was that an australian accent you popped in texas oh was it okay we don't take too kindly to your folks (laughs) we don't take too kindly to strangers in these parts so you're are you mexican i am mexican tell me more i'm mexican on paper i see i'm a quarter mexican my dad uh
0: it, my grandfather is like totally Mexican, like sombrero <laughs> sleeping under a cactus Mexican. Uh-huh. Uh, and then that trickled down, got the last name. It's what got me into college, if we're being totally honest. Really? How? Uh, it's much easier for, I mean, I also merited it. I wasn't a complete
1: idiot. But yeah. I'm sure you got good grades, but. Uh, no, be- I didn't.
0: But it helped. Yeah. yeah it helped being Hispanic.
1: Right. What, uh, equal opportunities, yes. affirmative action? Yes. I, it wasn't directly affirmative action, but it sort of hedges your bets. Okay. What, what For my listeners, what is affirmative action?
0: Affirmative action is a program started in the 70s, I believe, um, which uh, made a certain quota for minorities to be accepted into schools and jobs and housing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but affirmative action applies directly to schooling. And so if you had... Uh, two equally qualified candidates, but one of them was a minority. They had a better opportunity of, of getting in just because trying okay. to...
1: So they, they try and help minorities and other disadvantaged people to get the same level of education as, uh, as everyone else. Yes. Okay. All right. So you sort of benefited from this program yes, somewhat? Yes,
0: I carpet bagged a little bit. Carpetbagged. Oh, this is a this is a Reconstruction Era Civil War term, carpet bag. Uh, right.
1: This is an American bit of slang. Is Yeah. It slang.
0: Uh, it's not slang because it's very ye old English. Okay. Well, I guess from the Civil War. But so it's not.
1: It's not slang. It's a. It's a standard expression.
0: Yes, carpet bagging. It means when you take advantage of something that does not rightfully pertain to you. Okay. So it's used a lot in politics when, uh, like, for example, Hillary Clinton ran for the senatorial. Spot in New York, mm-hmm. and she wasn't from New York, so that was carpet bagging because she wasn't really a part of that place, and she wanted to represent them, but she wasn't really authentic enough. Right, carpet bagging, okay. and it comes from when looters, when Sherman burned down Georgia during the Civil War. Okay, looters would come and like take all the nice stuff out of homes and just go elsewhere and sell them.
1: Looters, yes. or in in American English, thieves. Looters. <laughs> <laughs> Looters. I'd say looters. If I was a Cockney, I'd say looters. And in uh, in in Washington, D.C.? Go on. Looters. Oh, you do add the T. Yeah. Okay. Looters. What did I say? Hey, looters. It's looters <laughs> or looters. Which, which one is it?
0: Well, now I'm all self-conscious. I don't know.
1: Uh, it's How difficult to identify what is natural language when you get self-conscious, isn't it? Because you can't yeah. tell. I think probably in America, uh, sometimes you make the T a D sound. Yeah, and sometimes you don't.
0: Totally.
1: Totally. <laughs> that sounded Californian there for yeah. a moment. All right, so um, you carpet bagged your way into college. Is yes. that what you're saying? Yes. All right, using your your sort of uh, Mexican uh, part Mexican ethnicity.
0: Yes, the easy on my, at the end of my
1: name made it easy. Okay, I see. Um, all right, so tell me about sort of being a quarter Mexican. Do you speak Spanish?
0: Un poquito. Uh, not as well as I should. Mm -hmm. My father speaks excellent Spanish And I lived in Mexico for a summer Actually Really? But um, I The second day I figured out My French teacher spoke French So I'm sorry My Spanish teacher spoke French So we just spoke French the entire time
1: (laughs) Okay Yeah that doesn't help We were
0: both kind of relieved And at the end I'm like Well I can't order from Taco Bell Because I don't have enough Spanish for that But that's okay
1: Okay All right
0: Spoke some French
1: Um, I see So how was it uh, Where did you live in Mexico? Guadalajara whereabouts is that uh
0: it's in the uh central west of mexico
1: central west of mexico okay fine good very good yes lovely i was planning a holiday in mexico but i didn't yeah didn't go there in the end i'd love to visit one day i'm sure it's a fantastic place i've met some very lovely people from mexico very friendly do you do you have any uh you have a good guacamole recipe i'm not sharing that Really? It's a secret. It's very
0: secret. It's a family secret. (laughs) I made guacamole here one time for a party, and it was a French party, and they're like, oh, you made avocado puree.
1: (laughs) Like, no. It's not avocado puree. It's a guacamole.
0: Anything that's, like, minorly viscous, they call it puree here.
1: Yes, I've noticed that. They love that word. Okay.
0: Applesauce. Apple puree. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Shampoo. Soap puree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm sure there are other types of puree that we could... uh, Purell for your hands. Purell L. Okay. sanitizer. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't get that joke, uh, okay. and my listeners—expect my listeners were like, "Huh? What? What?" <laughs> don't worry, listeners. Me too. <laughs> it happens sometimes. <laughs> um, I, okay. I've written some notes down here. You mentioned before this interview began that you also know about beekeeping. I do. Okay, beekeeping. That's you know what beekeeping is, don't you, folks? That's where you. Blah, you get some bees and you put them in a, a box. And you keep them. And you keep them so that they can't escape.
0: Yep. You dress them up. You dress it's them like, up? It's sort of like Misery, the movie.
1: The movie Misery. Just, I
0: was such a fan of bees that I just like, found some kept
1: them. So you kept them prisoner in a box. That's not really the point of beekeeping, is it? No. I mean, you don't just like, ha, ha, ha these bees will never escape my cleverly designed box. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what beekeeping is. I think it's, it's more... It's
0: more like bee managing
1: Okay, tell me about, just briefly, tell me about beekeeping and, and, and something like that.
0: So, uh, do you remember the D.C. sniper?
1: This was a guy who had a gun in D.C. and he hid on a rooftop or something and, and was he like, shot people.
0: Yeah, it was like in a car and he had like a little, like,
1: anyways. Just another American shooting, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: unfortunately. But this is back when they weren't as common as they are now. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so there was a sniper in D.C. And there were, like, shootings all over the place. So my parents decided to get out of town. So we went down to the North Carolina State Fair. Okay. And my mom started talking to the beekeeper. And he, like, I think he hit on her. And she was like, I'm going to be a beekeeper now. (laughs) So my dad was like, great. So they bought a bunch of beekeeping stuff and started keeping bees. And then I got into it. And so did my brothers. And now we're, like, a little bee family
1: okay so okay when you approach uh would you call a, a bee house was it called beehive beehive that's it when you approach a beehive I'm um, like
0: i got this guys don't worry
1: is that what you're saying to the bees do you have to speak to them <laughs> look guys don't worry all right you, you probably your instinct is probably telling you to sting me but i've got this chill i'm certified yeah i've got a i've got a license i've got one of those mask things I've got some smoke to chill you out a yeah, bit. Yeah, that
0: does it. Chills them out. Okay, so and it makes them really hungry too.
1: You actually pump some smoke into mm-hmm, there. You burn pine needles. Pine needles. Okay, I was wondering what what kind of smoke it was. Mm-hmm. So bees sort of get high on pine needles, yeah. do they? Yep. And it makes them all sleepy. Yep. And they're like, well, let's not. Let's like totally not sting her. <laughs> Normally they'd be like, um, there's a there's a there's a woman. Look, uh, we might need to sting her, but with the smoke, they're like, hey, like let's. Let's just like not sting her at all She seems pretty chill (laughs) Okay It's Um, funny,
0: with bees, this is a big misconception about honeybees That I'm about to school you on real quick Yeah Honeybees don't want to sting you Yellow jackets, they can sting you all day
1: Yellow jackets are otherwise known as wasps, I think, in England That's a racist term Wasp, well, okay In in, in an American context, wasp is what? uh, The
0: white Anglo-Saxon Protestant
1: white anglo-saxon protestant it's a certain type of person in america they're known as wasps but in england wasps are those annoying little insects they look like bees but they ain't bees yeah and they sting you and they're just annoying i've talked about bees and wasps wasps remember that listeners wasps yeah anyway i've talked about bees and wasps anyways
0: wasps can sting you all day but honeybees if they sting you they die so it's right. strictly like a, a protectional of the hive maneuver.
1: Okay. So they don't sting that much?
0: No. Well, I mean, they sting once and then they're dead. Yeah. But
1: it's kamikazes. Right. Kamikaze bees. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, so honey, you extracting honey from the hives yeah, we as well? We get
0: like 60 pounds of honey a year and really? no one in my family eats honey. <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you do with the honey? Give it away. Just give it away? My
0: parents now enter it in the state fair every year and you they're
1: don't? like... You don't sell it? You're not making money from honey?
0: No, this is a, an environmental thing that we're doing. Not a, a, We're not profiting.
1: That's very, very good of you. Because bees are very important for the environment, aren't they? Yeah. The ecosystem.
0: Albert Einstein said that the human race has seven years to live once the honeybee population
1: dies. That's Albert Einstein. He knew some stuff. He did. He was mainly good at physics. I don't know if he, he was a specialist in bees. Do you think that he may have been wrong about some things? <laughs> E equals MC squared. Okay, Einstein, fine. That is your specialist area. But don't start telling us about bees. <laughs> no, I'm sure he was right. I'm just uh, just being facetious. I'm sure he was right. Um, seven years after the bees die, yep, the people Yeah, because they pollinate
0: go, everything. Think about it. All of our agriculture is facilitated by pollination.
1: Pollination, yes. yes. Pollination for the nation. Yeah. They, that could be a slogan that uh, we could use to promote... The, the survival of bees.
0: People had a field day when Obama got elected and they're like, it's an Obama nation.
1: <laughs> like, oh dear. Good one, bro. Okay. All right. So, beekeeping, you've got Mexican roots. Um, you, 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 you you living in France for a while as an English teacher. What are you doing with your life, Molly? Do you know? Ooh, don't know. Really? You're, uh, you're in your mid 20s, sort of yes. early to mid 20s. Yes. Um, and I remember when I was that age, I didn't know what I was doing. Is that the case?
0: That is absolutely the case.
1: And how's it feel?
0: You know, it feels good. Uh, lateral steps are fun. I've um, lateral
1: re- steps. Sorry, you're going to need to explain that one.
0: Uh, lateral means sideways. Uh huh. So, I feel like since I graduated college, I haven't really been taking any forward steps for what I want to do. I've just sort of been sidetracked by fun things, living in France for a year. You know, and these are all good steps developmentally for me. I feel, but. In the long run, I'm not going to be gainfully employed if I keep doing this.
1: You never know; all these lateral steps could be could built. make a ladder. Yeah, you could make you could be a, a, a consultant in lateral steps. Uh, you know, that a could life be, coach. Good. Yeah, a life <laughs> coach, or you know, you could go into companies and just whatever the problem is. They're like, oh, Molly, you know, we're, the, the company's experiencing financial difficulties, or Molly, we can't hold on to our staff, or Molly, um, you know, we, we we need more R&D in the company, and you'll just come in and say, well, you know, I've assessed the company, what you need to do, more lateral steps, okay? <laughs> um, Okay. So, lots of <laughs> lateral steps. It can, you know, build your yeah. your skills. I mean, it's good to have a variety of, you know, Yeah. Experience. Absolutely. And,
0: and no experience is wasted if you learn something. Yeah. But I've I've been trying to be more mindful about using my 20s to sort of propel me later in life instead of just digging around and yeah. enjoying it as much as I can, which I am and I'm doing that and I'm happy. But i got to move in a direction that's
1: not sideways. you got to sort of invest in the future when you're in your 20s. Yeah. In, t- in several ways. One way is you've got to make sure you're having fun and happy times, mm-hmm. carefree times. Personal investment. Yes. So that when you're later on, when you've got kids and, re- you know, proper job responsibilities, you don't look back at your younger days and think, why didn't I do more crazy stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got to be crazy and have fun. But also you got to do all the you know boring career and financial things to make sure that when you're older you've got that infrastructure of money and career opportunities in place as well it's gonna be quite a difficult time in your 20s yeah yeah but you're bumming me out yeah i don't mean mean
0: well uh yep
1: i don't mean to bring you down it's awesome as well it's brilliant um yeah, we could now go through all of the different stages of life and talk about the good and bad things.
0: I just learned that the Japanese, uh, like, cyclical calendar is 12 years. Oh, yeah? So, right now I'm 24, and this is the year of the horse, so I was also born in the year of the horse. And they say that, if, like, periods in your life last 12 years, so your childhood is 0 to 12, mm-hmm. your teenage years, and like, really formative ones, are 12 to 24. hmm
1: mm-hmm. Okay. And well.
0: now I... I guess my Japanese mother's like forced, like, hey, you should get married. I guess that's what the stage
1: is. Is that, what, is that what your Japanese, uh, your Japanese mother? You don't have a Japanese mother. I don't, a but it's a podcast. They don't know. Okay. I yeah, could have a Japanese. You could have a Japanese mother. A Mexican mother. dad. Mexican dad and Japanese mom. And your Mexican mother is now sort of telling you, hey, you should get married. Uh, that's the voice of your Mexican Japanese mother. Hey, hey Molly, you need to get married. I don't know what accent that is. Okay. All right. Um, You go from senorita to senora. Muy rapido. Um, uh, All right. So what's next then, Molly? What are you doing next?
0: I'm going back to the United States and I'm going to cry a lot. And I'm kidding. Uh, I'm going back and I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to use the tools that I got here. See if I can make something of that.
1: Okay. Which tools? Uh, yeah. I
0: date a lot of tools here, so.
1: <laughs> date a lot of tools, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> means that she has uh, been on dates with uh, lots of idiots. So It was a joke. You'll have to listen to it again to really extract the value of it. I said, uh, she said, I'm going to use the tools I've picked up to help me get a job in the U.S. And I said, oh, really, what tools? And she said, well, I date a lot of tools here. Ha, ha, ha. Ha. Uh, by that she means.
0: I think it's funnier when you explain
1: it. it yeah, well, <laughs> so it's never a joke is never funnier when you explain <laughs> it, unless somehow the explanation becomes a joke in itself. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> That's what we're all trying to do. Yeah. Now, do I want? Wait, I've if,
0: got questions for you. Luke. Yeah, yeah, go, go on. So I was a. I majored in journalism.
1: You majored in journalism. So yes, I
0: have some journalistic, hard-hitting questions for you. Do that.
1: Okay, okay go ahead. We're
0: going to do like a expose on Luke Thompson. All right. First and foremost. I'm ready. What's your middle name?
1: My my middle name is Daniel.
0: Daniel. <laughs> and the
1: lion. No one has ever heard that before on the podcast, I think. Yeah? That may be new information. Okay, I'm going to only ask questions. Minds that... are being blown all over the world right now. Daniel. Luke Daniel Thompson? Really?
0: What? Him? Well, when you add the middle name, it just makes you seem like an assassin.
1: It does make you seem like an assassin. Yeah. Shall I call myself Luke Daniel Thompson first? After from you now kill on? someone, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Next question. Yep. What instrument did you play as a child?
1: Uh, what mu- musical instrument? Yes. I learned to play the piano when I was a child. Started uh, on the piano. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Are, are you still with it? Can you? Um, bang I can out st- some
1: heart and soul. I can still play a bit of Let It Be and Hey Jude and stuff like okay. that. But that, that's the easy. That's the easy stuff. I'm not really a pianist anymore. I'm uh, more of a drummer and guitarist. Okay. Drummer, definitely. I think that's the thing. I used to play drums as well as a kid. And were you in a band? Yeah, loads of bands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, What was
0: the best name of one
1: of your bands? Uh, Oh, goodness. Well, I was in a band called Grandpa Knuckles. (laughs) That sounds like a subreddit. It was a punk band, absolutely. (laughs) And I was in another band called Skellington. That was my favorite one. Okay. Skellington is the sort of, you know, kids can't say words properly. Mm -hmm. And they, they could have mixed them up and make different words out of them. Um, Skellington is the sort of word that a child would say if they were trying to say skeleton. Skellington, yeah, I can't really explain it beyond that. It's just one of those crazy band names, Skellington. It was a great band. Nice. Who was in it? It was just all my mates. Uh, there was Jake Bullet, who's now Jake a Jake Bullet. It's not his real name, but he's he's now a, 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 Nay a, Jake Bullet. He's great. He's now a published. Is it just
0: Jake Bulletstein?
1: Just ja- <laughs>
0: <laughs> take that off for showbiz.
1: And just removed it yeah. <laughs> often happens doesn't it no 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 it's just jake it's just simply jake bullet he's now you know uh a, a bona fide recording artist hey yeah yeah yeah. doing remixes and stuff so like you got that. garfunkled like um well no no because he was always the the real driving force musically in the in the operation okay. i think he was the most legitimate musical member of the group and He's now doing it, which is brilliant. Um, there was Jake. There was, there we had, our lead singer was called Mouse.
0: I'm guessing not his birth certificate not, name.
1: <laughs> not his birth certificate name. Why do you think everyone called him Mouse?
0: Is this like some weird like strip club story? It's
1: really simple. He was mousy? No, he just looked like a mouse. <laughs> just had a, you, know, you know, he just had a slight mousy kind of face. Okay. Lovely guy. But at that time, looked a little bit my own, but was, like a mouse. Was
0: he okay with this nickname?
1: I guess so. He never expressed any dissatisfaction. And I was introduced to him as Mouse. I always knew him as Mouse. Everyone called him Mouse. Okay. I don't know if he minded. What was your nickname? Luke. Skywalker. Just, yeah, Luke Skywalker. Um, Luke Duke. Some people used to call me. Yeah. Luke Duke. Yeah, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Never had nicknames because Luke is just a nickname in itself. You know, you can't make it any shorter. Yeah. Uh, You can make it longer longer. Lucos some I've been called before. Lukester No. Lukey. Lukey. Lukey Luke. Lukewarm? No, I don't like that one. <laughs> lukewarm is an expression which is which means that if okay, if you uh have run a bath and you've forgotten about the bath for an hour, and you come back to it and you put your fingers in the water and it's not really satisfyingly warm. It's a sort of ambient just above ambient room temperature warmth, that's lukewarm okay and it's sl- slightly negative um like oh this oh this tea's lukewarm er for yeah. example or also we say uh, they gave him a lukewarm reception if you get a lukewarm reception it means that like a group of people they don't actually like you don't really like you very much let's say you go up in front of an audience to give a presentation hello i'm here to talk to you about luke's english podcast which is an award winning service for learners of english and and the audience is like like oh oh god they <laughs> don't like it. Uh, well, how was the presentation, Luke? Oh, they gave me a bit of a lukewarm reception, to be honest. There, there you go, go. lukewarm. Um, so lukewarm. Don't like that one. Okay. Don't like lukewarm. Luke is fine. Just Luke. Lucky Luke. Luke Duke, Luke Duke. Lucky Luke. Luke Skywalker. Luke, I'm your father. Ukulele. Ukulele. Yes. Exactly. That's that's the name I use when I play my ukulele. Yes. Okay.
0: Who was your favorite Beatle?
1: Um, who was or who is? who is um such a such a hard question i'm going to go just because i can't choose between john and paul i'm going to go for george that's the best one because george harrison has got the best sense of humor
0: he's the best songwriter too you reckon oh yeah absolutely
1: like some of those some of the later period beatles yeah. tracks
0: there was some, they like did an interview and like john and paul looked at each other and they're like when did george get better at songwriting than us yeah but it happened
1: abbey road Brilliant album, but it got, it would, it would have been better with more of George's songs because at that time he was writing such good stuff, but the Beatles just didn't really let him put it on. They didn't let it be. They didn't let it be. They didn't let it be better than it could have been. Next question.
0: Uh, If you, okay, if someone gave you an empty building in the middle of Paris, right? like a dead relative that you didn't even know you had bequeathed you. Yeah an enormous space in mm. paris mm. and you had unlimited renovation funds right what would you do with it
1: okay how many how many floors let's say four or five floors four four, four floors okay oh brilliant it's just a brilliant opportunity <laughs> i would um downstairs at the bottom i would convert that into a kind of cafe slash uh comedy venue okay all right so it would be um a place where you can go and drink some some beers or you can get like nice coffee like proper coffee not just not lukewarm coffee. not just lukewarm uh, crap quality typical coffee but you know all the different varieties all the yeah. artisanal coffees and all that stuff From Ethiopia yeah and all the different types of uh, latte and you know mocha china of frappe- Frapper watching McCall, it's that sort of thing and biscuits and, and cake and stuff and pizza, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. And um, then there would also be a space for, for doing stand-up comedy and for uh, an area for doing little bits of live music performance. So it would just be okay. the coolest place to be, yeah, basically.
0: Like, man, I'm really fiending for some cake and pizza. Where can we go? Yeah,
1: I want to laugh. I want to eat coffee and I want to eat pizza. And I'm, I, I want to get drunk if, I'm, if, I, you know, if I feel like it. Where shall we go? Let's go to Luke's. Let's go to Luke's Cafe. Okay. Um, so there's that. N- then I would also have a recording studio full of musical instruments. Okay. Um, just a place, a brilliant studio where you can just go in and there's all the instruments there. Everything's that you just turn it on and boom, you can just start jamming and recording s- genius bits of musical have work. Have a player
0: piano. So when you bring girls back, you're like, look.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly one of those those fake pianos that plays itself the haunted pianos yeah um, I would also have a studio for recording the podcast and it would be like a you know really nice radio studio a bit like the BBC has that kind of thing with all of correct equipment um I'd also have I mean obviously a special private personal area for me and my girlfriend you know Ooh. like a boudoir of, to- of love <laughs> um, and <laughs> And um, you know we'd have our apartment in there too. That so be- your
0: your love nest is separate from your apartment.
1: No, no the the love nest is within the apartment, okay. part of the building. Okay. Um, um, and and I'd also have an, a, a a computer game arcade with all of the classic okay. co- coin operated computer game machines, um, and you know loads of loads of different things, um, yeah. All right. All right. Next question. Go on.
0: If you had to. Play an Olympic sport You're not going to medal.
1: I'm not going to medal.
0: You're not going to medal. I'm not going to I'm not going to win a medal You have This is like a week Before the Olympics And they're like right. Crap We just lost Steve Bullet Or whatever <laughs> And now we need Another person on our team You're not going to medal, But what sport Do you think You could have A fighting
1: chance To like compete Which sport do I think That I, I could probably f- Like You would do okay right. It
0: wouldn't be that evident That you weren't An Olympic athlete
1: Um. Alright okay 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 I'm not very good at any of those those (laughs) Olympic sports those are the ones that you know require real skill I remember when I was a kid at, at school and they were like okay here he here are all the Olympic sports and you can do them all one by one over the course of the this term and I was like okay you know doing them all in each week you do a different one javelin discus shot put it's
0: like very greco-roman
1: yeah running jumping into sand pits trying to jump over things you know the usual athletic stuff and i each week i was like oh okay i was bad at that you know mm. i can't do the javelin fine never mind killed a man put it yeah <laughs> impaled a man on a spike sorry i'll stop doing javelin next week maybe i'll find my sport my athletic sport and i just went through all of the sports until and
0: you found rhythmic gymnastics <laughs>
1: No, you're not even rhythmic gymnastics. I was just rap- crap. I'm not going to mince my words, Molly. i was rubbish <laughs> at all the athletic sports. What I did find just by default is that I would always do the long distance running. I think it's just because none of the other kids wanted to do it on sports day. Mm-hmm. So all the other kids were like a lot more proactive about you know, choosing their sports early and I would always be the one left to do the long distance running. And so I would do it and I'd just run around the track, you know, 3,000 meters, you run around the track like 12 times or something and I'd just think about something else. I'd just be running around just thinking about something else.
0: The second I start running, I think about when I'm going to stop running.
1: Yeah, I tried not to do that yeah just try to just okay just remove the mind put it in another place
0: when i first moved here i stayed with a homestay and uh our first dinner they were like trying to get to know me and my schedule and they're like do you ever go running i was like yeah if there's a bear behind me they're like are there many bears in washington i'm like tons there are a lot
1: okay i would love to i should ask you these questions too molly no like do you want to do our quiz uh i'm yeah, we've got we've got other stuff prepared, ladies and gentlemen. We, quite a show. We have um, a quiz lined up where we're going to quiz each other on. I'm going to quiz Molly on Britain. She's going to quiz me on the United States. Let's see how much we know. Um, and uh, we've also got some other stuff that we're going to play around with too. We'll we'll come to that in a minute. So you, you finished your, with your questions I for am. me?
0: Do you want to do like a one one for one here
1: uh, back
0: and forth, or do you want all yeah, of them at once? Uh, rapid fire. Rapid fire. Okay
1: okay that's the end of part one of this episode the conversation does continue in part two that's the episode in which we um, quiz each other on our general knowledge of the uk and the usa i asked molly some questions about britain Uh, and the UK, and uh, Molly asked me questions about the USA in order to see how much we really knew about each other's countries. Um, So you can listen to that in part two, which should be available very soon, if not now. Um, Okay, but that's it for part one, and uh, I'll speak to you again in part two very, very soon. But for now, goodbye. Bye, bye.